the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wary of an aggressive government response to the coronavirus in February. Ringing liberty and truth. This is the new Freedom 1570. KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Efforts in Congress to replenish the funding for a small business program have run into trouble. Lawmakers struggling to break a stalemate over the Trump administration's request for $250 billion to shore up the program. The Small Business Administration announced yesterday that the Paycheck Protection Program had reached its $349 billion funding limit. No more applications would be accepted. Democrats still blocking new funds over their demand that half the money be reserved for women and minorities. Senator Mitt Romney, the only Republican senator that's left off the list of those invited to be part of the president's task force for reopening the country. Bob Agnew reports. The Utah senator has had a tense relationship with President Trump from the start. Romney was highly critical of then-candidate Donald Trump in his 2016 presidential bid. More recently, he was the only GOP senator to vote guilty on one of the impeachment charges against the president. At one point, President Trump called Romney a secret Democrat asset. Nearly 70 U.S. senators were invited to join the president's Opening Up America Again congressional group. 52 Republicans, everyone but Romney, is on the list. Bob Agnew reports. Also at townhall.com, Russian President Vladimir Putin prodding top officials to move faster to prepare for a surge in coronavirus cases. Speaking on a conference call with top federal officials and regional governors, Putin told them to, quote, act faster and more energetically to secure ventilators, protective gear, and other essential supplies. Putin says Russia so far has secured 72% of the 95,000 specialized hospital beds for coronavirus patients the Kremlin ordered to prepare until April 28th. Russia has registered just over 32,000 coronavirus cases and 273 deaths. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting. The Dow had 375 points. The Nasdaq is up 39. More on these stories at townhall.com. Gold. It's soaring. Are you missing it? If you have an IRA or 401k, you probably are. Less than 1% hold physical gold. We've been told by Wall Street it's for crazy people. Really? What's crazy about an asset that beats stocks two to one? I'm Adam Barada, national best-selling author of the book, Gold is a Better Way, owner of Advantage Gold, an Inc. 5000 member, and highest-rated gold IRA firm in the world. Gold is booming because gold is really about debt, and global debt is a pandemic. If you have an IRA or 401k, I want to give you my book for free. That's right, free. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Learn why gold will outperform pumped-up stocks from this point forward. Turn your IRA into a wealth growth machine. Just call 800-900-8000. It's time to stop being crazy. Call 800-900-8000. Bringing liberty and truth, we're Freedom 1570. Our kindness challenge in full swing, if you're doing that kind act, why not be rewarded? You could win $5,000 for you, $5,000 Donated in your name to a deserving organization or ministry. All the details are at the fan club page at freedom1570.com. Your Friday afternoon, sunshine and 47, clear mid-30s tonight. Beautiful day for your Saturday, sunshine and a high around 60. Sun and low to mid-50s come Sunday. Like It Matters Radio is next year on Freedom 1570. Dana Lash. If you vary up the types of people that you have on the task force, that that alone will cure it. You don't even have to have doctors. Just pick someone random off the street so long as they fit into this particular identity politic box. That It's like building an iron golem in Minecraft. If you put together like two or three or four of these pieces of things together, suddenly it creates something magical. Very few of you will understand that reference, and I apologize. The Dana Show. Weekdays from noon to 3 on Freedom 1570. 
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about walking and chewing gum. You know, uh, it's an idiom, you know, uh, where they say, well, he's, he's, he's pretty intelligent. He can walk and chew gum at the same time. That means that you're able to do more than one thing at a time. You know, my uh, my forte is in leadership, and uh, I also uh, do work with managers, too. I, I do management training as well. But today, I really want to go into my uh, my home topic there about leadership because uh, i got to be honest with you. Uh, I don't watch a lot of news anymore right now. I, I, I really limit it as much as I can to no more than an hour a day uh, because, again, I know how the mind works. Uh, but uh, I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. I'm feeling it. Uh, USA Today poll, Americans fearing COVID-19 doubles. Doubles. Uh, man, we have an entire media that's uh, working to get you scared to death. You know, I heard on the news yesterday, uh, what I was listening to, last year, 2019, I believe it was, 1.5 million people uh, died from t- tuberculosis worldwide. 1.5 million uh, I think we're at 60,000 worldwide uh, over four or five months, uh, the coronavirus. And I wonder how many people got the coronavirus and have been healed from it and never knew they got it. I don't get sick a lot. And so uh, I, uh, I don't go to bed. Uh, I don't go to the hospital. Uh, I don't do any of that stuff. What I do uh, is I just uh, push through it. I, I get a little run down sometimes. I rest and all that. But I don't get sick, and so many times when other people get the flu and are, are bedridden or hospitalized, I'm just a little bit of a funk for a couple of days, and then my body uh, deals with it. But I wonder uh, so much about so many things, but one thing I do know is that there's a lot of fear-mongering out there. I mean, first it was the Russian collusion, uh, and then it was uh, he's a Russian agent, and then it was Ukraine, and then it was impeachment. Uh, and I hate to say this, now it's it's COVID-19. It's uh, anything to take down this man. And there's a real germ out there. There's a real virus out there. Uh, there are people dying. Uh, but you might want to b- read the book of Revelation. Uh, it talks about there's going to come a time when, uh, during the end, that uh, things will be so painful that people will d- beg for death, but there will be five months where no one can die. Uh, and uh, it's just interesting. And I, I want to address this fear. Because there's a lot of fear going on out there. And the, I got this report as well. It says half a billion more people face poverty due to this illness. And so today I want to talk about leadership. And today we're going to have a, uh, one of my good friends, one of my leaders out there that I train his people. He's, I've worked with him for a couple different companies. Because, you know, this, this whole pandemic, this whole government-mandated uh, shutdown of the U.S. economy, you know, it's a different experience for different people. Uh, I know people who are treating this like a vacation. Uh, they they get paid or they have unemployment or the government's given them as much money as they made when they were working, uh, but they have jobs, they have guaranteed incomes, they're government employees, whatever, and so this is more of a forced staycation. 
Uh, I know some people that are, are dying on the vine. Uh, it's like with us. You know, we can't work. I can't do trainings. I can't travel. And so uh, for us, it's been four weeks without an income. Uh, and who knows how much longer. I know people out there, the good friends of mine, good graduates, clients, that are working five, six hours a day, 12 to 15 hours a day, uh, because they can work, they need to work, uh, and uh, since many aren't working, they're actually doing double shifts. I know some of my good friends, or some of our graduates are in Minneapolis that uh, are in critical positions. Man, some are working 12, 14-hour days, there's no rest, they're worn out. And so today I want to give you a perspective from from other people, because remember, there are three ways to see any situation as a leader. We got to have empathy, and that requires the perceptual positions. But today, uh, I want to set things off by talking about what is leadership. But whenever I talk about leadership, there's always two uh, uh, focuses, if you will. Uh, number one uh, is the difference between leadership and management. And number two, uh, what characteristics would you see in a leader? See, the two words that get confused a lot are leadership and management. And, and what we do, whether you like it or not, is we have a president who is a leader uh, and not a, a necessarily a manager per se. That's why you got other people around. But we need to talk what is leadership. You know, leaders uh, and managers play a different role. They're both important roles. But managers, you know, are more bottom line focused. How can they best accomplish certain things? Where leaders deal with the top line. What are the things they want to accomplish? You know, you've heard the saying, uh, managers do things right, leaders do the right things. Managers, it can be said, are efficient in climbing the ladder of success, where leaders determine if that ladder is leaning against the right wall. Uh, managers keep the ship running, the engine oil, the ship in good repair. Where leaders steer the ship and decide where it's headed, they also decide the ship's size, characteristic, and potential. Uh, managers manage things. You've all heard that. Leaders lead people. You know, uh, Nietzsche, uh, uh, not a man I like or I, I care for, uh, but I love one of his quotes. He said, he who has a why can bear almost any how. And when you talk about leaders versus managers, uh, that, that quote comes into play. See, managers set up procedure manuals, work schedules, improve technologies. They work on the how. Remember, he who has a why can bear almost any how. The how is the, is the focus of managers. But leaders, they work uh, on vision, direction, the underlying mission of the organization. They inspire, they motivate, they work on the why. He who has a why can bear almost any how. Uh, let's uh, proverbial farm, on a farm. Managers and leaders both play a role on that farm. Managers make sure the crops are planted for, cared for, and harvested on time. Where leaders decide which crops to plant and whether any will be planted in a given year. And I love Covey's, Stephen Covey and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, makes this distinction between managers and leaders. And he uses the example of a jungle. He said, in a jungle... Managers are behind the producers, they're sharpening machetes, they're working on muscle enhancement programs, they're figuring out the best way to compensate machete wielders. However, in that same jungle, leaders climb the tallest tree, make sure the team is going in the right direction, they serve in the entire situation, and if need be, they yell out, wrong jungle. See, managers and leaders both play an important role in the success of an organization. Effectiveness not only depends on how much energy we expend, but also on whether or not the energy we put forth is in the right jungle. And with all the changes taking place in our families, communities, companies in this country, what we need is leadership first and management second. And that's what I believe that we're getting from the White House. And yet it's constantly being attacked. And uh, you got to realize the game that's being played. That's why this radio show is about uncovering, about illumination, about the, the Wizard of Oz and Dorothy and Toto. And when they went to the great city of Oz and they heard the great booming voice of the wizard, and then the little dog Toto was over there pulling back a green curtain and found this little dumpy short dude doing everything. And so you got to realize that leaders, uh, there are characteristics of effective leadership. Remember the old saying, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. Leaders have a vision and communicate it to their team. Leaders make decisions whether popular or not. Leaders are role models. They give people something to model. Leaders have expectations of excellence. Leaders stimulate an environment of creativity. Leaders take risks. They step outside the box. Leaders are growth and results-oriented. Leaders move people. They're motivators. 
Leaders involve their team in the decision-making process. Leaders focus on creative solutions. Leaders have a mission, a purpose for the area of their responsibility. Leaders value their team members as their greatest asset. Leaders are continuous improvement people. Leaders are all in, heart, body, and soul. Leaders have a, a sense of urgency. They're, they're pushing people. You know, they, they move with celerity, alacrity. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to add one thing that's not normally on my list, and it's going to be added to my list. Leaders are binary. Binary. In other words, they can walk and chew gum at the same time. They do more than one thing at a time. Binary is made up of two parts or things. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to be careful to be told that we can only either keep people safe or, or, or shut down the economy. What if we could keep people safe and still have an economy? I am Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 25th through the 27th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. The team at Blue Ox Heating and Air wants you to know that they're open and they're here to care for our community. As an essential service provider, they will continue providing heat and air conditioning services during these trying times. They've always practiced the highest standards of health and safety, including wearing gloves and shoe covers. They've now added wearing masks, social distancing, and stringent sanitizing to keep your family safe. When you call, they're screening during the scheduling process to provide an extra layer of protection. Blue Ox Heating and Air, providing legendary, safe service to our community. Hi, Minnesota. Governor Tim Walz here. We're in an unprecedented battle against the COVID-19 virus. The state of Minnesota is doing everything possible to keep you safe, but we need your help. We need you to stay home. Flatten the curve on COVID. Let's get through this thing together. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio. Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And as we've been discussing, you know, there are basically only three ways to see any situation. You know, a lot of people think that there's so many ways to to see every situation, but technically, uh, based on neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, which is my mastery, there are only three perceptual positions. There's first position, second position, and third position. First position is what most people do. They see it from their own eyes. You know, how does the world affect me? What is my belief system? What is my reality? You know, this is where children live. 
You know, I'm uh, the father of four kids, and uh, one of the first things I actually do to my children when they get old enough is to teach them that the world doesn't evolve around them, uh, that we are not here to, to, to be served, but we are here to serve. And that's first position. We see everything from our own reality. Second position is the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, to, to step in another person's shoes. It's, it's where we get the word empathy. That's what empathy, there's a difference between sympathy, which is feeling sorry for, some, for someone, and empathy, which is ability to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, to understand their struggles, to understand their pain. And then third position is overview. And that's where we're watching something like a, a replay on a movie, a DVD. Uh, and we do that a lot of times in retrospect after an event. But part of what we want to do, I believe, what's lacking in the world today is understanding. Uh, I believe if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I thought I'd bring you a different perspective. You know, we all get wrapped up in our own little world. Uh, but some people out there not only have their own life to worry about, but they lead other people. Uh, and I know as a business owner, as an employer of people, not currently, but in the past, uh, that, uh, boy, it, it's like having kids. I mean, we, we, we treat our employees, our team members, like their family. And I know uh, when I had employees, boy, there was a big responsibility to make sure they were taken care of, make sure that they were paid, make sure that they had everything they needed. And so today I invited a friend of mine. He's a graduate. Uh, he's a builder of people. Uh, he's in the manufacturing business. And I thought sharing his perspective on how this whole COVID-19 has not only affected him, uh, but the people uh, that he employs, the people that he leads, the people that he calls familiar. I thought it would be a great perspective for some of us to get our eyes off ourselves and get them onto other people. So let's welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Paul Dash. Paul, welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend? Very, very well, Mr. Black. Thanks for inviting me on. I sure appreciate it. Well, I'm glad. You know, you and I, how long have we known each other, Paul? Oh, my gosh. This is going back to uh, 2009? Yeah. Yeah. It's Fair been about. a long yeah. time. It's been a long time. Yeah. And you, I just was thinking about this when I drove in today. Uh, you were nominated by Abe McMahon, right? That's right. Yes. A long time ago, he was yeah. with Frito Lay, I think, with you, and then he went on to Kraft Nabisco. But I remember now, and then you were with Amway and sent all your people through. So you and I have a history of easily over ten years, correct? Oh, easily, yeah, yeah. easily, easily. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we've been connected for a while through a number of people, and yeah, I've sent, uh, I think, what five or six people through, uh, including my wife. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. You guys did adventure together, correct? Uh, we haven't done that yet. Uh, I'm planting seed. I'm planting seed. Just <laughs> I, I set you up there perfectly. Uh, do that together, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I have so, to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, uh, and where are you calling from? Where, where do you Where do you live now? I am living in Marion, Indiana, which is halfway between Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Indianapolis. Oh, very, very cool. Very cool. Uh, I, uh, I yeah. watch Mike and Molly a lot, and they make fun of Indianapolis, Indiana. Just so you know, <laughs> people in Chicago make fun of people in Indiana. I don't know why that is. But, uh, hey, Paul, I want to I want to get your thing. You, when, you're a builder of people. I mean, you're in the manufacturing business. What what do you actually make? You guys make – what do you make? Well, yeah, you alluded to my past a little bit. Uh, currently, I'm making cakes, croissants, and muffins in a big bakery. We have 500 people that work here. Yeah, some wow. very big customers, and uh, so that's what I do now. I, I have made vitamins in the past, and mm -hmm. wheelchairs, and windows and doors, and yes, uh, all the <laughs> snack foods that uh, Frito Lay makes as well. So yeah. I've been around a little that, bit. Yeah, that's why I say you make stuff. That's what you do. But but what I realized a long time ago when I met you is you're a builder of people. Uh, would you think that's fair? Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. That's what it all comes down to. I spent uh, my first. 10 years working uh, as a naval air crewman and, uh, you know, really built my foundation there uh, as far as training, education, people development, career pathing, you know, uh, all of those sorts of things kind of established a foundation for what this life is really all about for me. And that is building people, building talent, sharpening skills, uh, helping people reach a, a higher plateau, you know, of achievement in their own lives. Yeah. 
I think that's why we have such a nice connection because, you know, I believe that's really what we do as well. We do it differently. You actually have a tangible product when you're done. Uh, I have a good feeling and a good focus when I'm done. But uh, uh, we're in the same thing. We're, we're building those people. And, and just a side note, just so people can hear, how, how, in the past you've used our training. Uh, we talked about before this whole thing happening, potentially uh, using us at your new company. But uh, what do you think the value is of the training that you've been through with us? I mean, you've sent a lot of people to our training. What's the value of the training and what you're doing? Well, I think uh, one of the greatest values is that it gives you and your team a common language. You know, when they come back from the training, they all know what the dash between the line means. Yep. There's a lot, a lot of emotional uh, connections that can now be made. And, uh, uh, that's that's one a, a common language. You know, another one is that is a significant investment in an individual. So yeah. they very much appreciate that you, as a leader, think enough of them to not only uh, send them off for this training, but that you're willing to put your money where your mouth is and reinforce it, and then be there for them when it's completed. It just it's uh, you know besides the life impact that the class has that whole piece of it that i just articulated is another uh massive life impact for that individual so they walk out of the entire experience just feeling very empowered and loved and cared for and fired up to go and excel not just because of what they learned in the class but now they have that same platform that same common language that same uh uh culture now at their place of work. And that's one of the massive failures, I think, of some of these other organizations, other classes, you know, I won't name any of them, but they yeah. go off to this class and get excited about it, and, you know, it's, it's not near as impactful. And then when they come back to their old culture, nothing's changed, and it's hard for them to make a change. So when they can come back to a culture that's already adopted this, they feel more like a family. Everything makes better sense. And uh, then it's just easier to get traction and go. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't remember the exact words, but when Jesus talked about putting uh, uh, new wine in old wineskins or old wine in new wineskins, whatever it is, yeah. you know, where yeah. uh, things don't fit. And, and that's the thing. And one thing I love about uh, people like you, and uh, by people like you, it's not a racial thing or whatever. It's people who believe in their people. Yeah people who want to build their people. It's that, you know, a lot of people, when they come to my training afterwards, they almost feel a little guilty because they, they say things like this, like, why I just, I feel bad because I got so much more out of this personally. Like, oh my gosh, the, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, uh, I was able to clean up some stuff, some personal stuff, or even my relationship with my God, and they feel a little guilty, and I chuckle whenever they say that, and you know why, because that's the essence of true leadership training. I mean, your military training, the best leadership training in the world in the military, impacted you as a person. Uh, it it right. impacted you as a human being. It impacted you as a father. It impacted you as a, as a husband. It impacted your relationship with God because it's inside-out training. True leadership is inside-out training. And, and one thing I've always said, and you've believed it or you wouldn't have spent so much money and sent so many people to us, that when you improve the person you improve their performance. And when you improve their performance, you improve all relationships, both business and personal. And, and I think that alludes to what you were just talking about, is that they realize that you invested in them, that no matter how long they work for you or your company, whether it's a year, a week, or 10 years, that they've gotten something from you by you sending them to our training that they can't give back you know, a better marriage or a better relationship with God or, or more intimacy with their children or the ability to clean up some trauma or drama from their past. And, and you know, when you've got people come back, when people come back from our training and talk to you, I mean, how appreciative are they? What do they say to you? What are some of the things you hear? Oh, you know, people have come back with tears in their eyes. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I set out to do back in California when we sent a, a whole group of managers through the class, you know, I endeavored to be there for the graduation, to look into their eyes when they, when they uh, got their certificates, when you handed them their, their uh, certificate for completion, yeah. you know, that's a big thing. And, and uh, it's kind of like uh, ducklings, you know, once they, they bond <laughs> with somebody, it's like permanent. And uh, so 
yeah, that tears in their eyes, so grateful for all those things you just mentioned, not just, hey, this is great training, wow, but yeah. uh, the life changing, you know, the introspection, the, um, the thought about <clears throat> purpose, the thought about uh, going forward, you know, in a different manner is all, it's, it's so deep in that class that uh, you can't ever forget what you experienced. And so, so there, there are tears uh, when they're yeah. saying thank you. And to this day, I still, uh, every single one of them that have been through the class will write to me and uh, just send me uh, a note saying, oh, thank you so much. You changed my life. And, you know, and, and uh, I wow. constantly push back and say, look, it wasn't me. It yeah. was uh, Mr. Black and the class yeah. and the training and God. And, you know, yeah. I was just uh, blessed that I was able to do it. And I believe in you and keep going. Yeah. You know, and that's so cool. So they, that's so cool. Which brings us to the point of what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to go to hard break. And after the break, we're going to talk about the impact uh, of this coronavirus and the shutdown. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Columbia, South Carolina, May 28th through the 30th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions, and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts, Burrell & Associates. Named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available. For times and to sign up, go to SalemSurround.com. SalemSurround.com. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 25th through the 27th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today we're talking about the elephant in the room. You know, with this whole coronavirus, uh, the COVID-19, uh, there are lots of feelings about it. Uh, I'm not here to put any judgment on any of that. There's an absolute crisis going on. Uh, there's an absolute uh, virus out there that's affecting people. It's taking some people's lives. Uh, it can be lots of discussion when it's all said and done about what actually took place. But in the process, there are lives being affected. 
uh, not just lives from the people that get uh, infected with the coronavirus, but also on their lives and the impact of this whole pandemic. Uh, not being able to go to work, not being able to leave the home, not being able to send their kids to school, uh, not being able to uh, do many things that they're used to. And so today, you know, we're, we're all into business. You know, if you have a J-O-B, then you spend a majority of your waking hours at that J-O-B. But every single human being, every single employee, every single employer has a story. It's called their life. Uh, and sometimes in life, we get so wrapped up in our own life, we get so wrapped up in going from point A to point B that we forget the important things. And those important things are called people uh, and the relationships and the impact that they have in their children and their spouses and their gr- parents and their grandparents uh, and all that other stuff that we can sometimes get so busy uh, and that we miss those. And so what I thought we'd do is kind of focus in on the impact uh, of what the coronavirus is. Uh, you know, Paul Dash, thank you for joining us again, Paul Dash. Love having you on the radio. No, you're welcome, sir. Uh, Paul has, uh, you said, what, about 500 employees? That's correct, yes. Uh, well, when it's when it's going normal, I should say, about 500 employees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so, so when did you, first of all, Paul, when did you hear about the coronavirus? When did you actually get, for the corporate side, uh, all of a sudden in emails or memos, uh, COVID-19 coronavirus, when did you start getting this coming through your system? Oh, boy, that's a really good question. It's all blended together. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it was about about a month ago or about okay. that we really started, month, month and a half, we really started ramping up. We have two phone calls a day with the entire executive team uh, in Phoenix and here in uh, Marion. And uh, so that's two phone calls a day where we spend an hour on the call uh, wow. talking about the best practices, what we're going to implement. And we're, we're really, uh, I, I hate to say we're to the mature stage of it, but we've gotten yeah. most of the best practices, if not all of them, in fact, some other ones that we've implemented ourselves in place to help protect our employees and make sure that the environment is clean and safe for everybody that does come to work. Wow. Now, you say that when typically when you're running full throttle, you're at 500 employees, right? That's correct, yes. Okay. So where are you at now? So tell us uh, what's taken place, kind of what you've had to do, downsize or whatever you guys call it. Where, where are you at now from that, that normal? Yeah, so uh, it was about two weeks ago that we had a COVID positive uh, one of our employees po- uh, po- positive and uh oh wow and you know there's a there's this unknown uncontrolled part that just doesn't feel good to anybody because uh you have to rely on the employee themselves or their yeah. family members to call you up and say hey we did have a positive covid you know billy bob is is sick and yeah. uh there you go because we don't hear from anybody else due to HIPAA laws. You know, we, we oh, don't hear right. from, from the hospital or from the government yep. at this point that, hey, it's official, it's a COVID. So yep. we're kind of running on people's word. And uh, so we did it. We've only had one thank you, Lord, one. And the yep. guy is healthy, and he's already recovered. He, he's back home. Uh, he okay. has not yet come to work, but they're working on that part. But just that one, you know, the effect of that one, people in my – factory we're running along you know in spite of all the things we were saying and social distancing and cleanliness and all the efforts uh people still weren't taking it very seriously and uh but then when the when the actual when the gentleman actually got the covid um it spread like wildfire to the rest of my plant (laughs) i don't mean to laugh but yeah uh, it usually takes something happening for people oh my gosh (laughs) A lot of companies, you know, they like to control the narrative. You like to say, yeah. okay, you know, who is affected? Let's keep it, you know, realistic on the down low and just really take care of those that might be affected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but you don't always have that control. So the yeah. word hit the streets, and we lost about 150 people the next day. What? Uh, they quit? Yeah, they all. No, well, they didn't quit. They went out. We offered uh, oh. a, a certain a, a time frames for leaves of absence. Okay, and so about 150 people took advantage of the leave of absence that we offered. <laughs> wow. And you wow. know what? That's okay. That's all yeah. right. You know, but you know, talking about people and their their uh, thought processes, what drove that? None of those people were uh, 
close to this this person. None of those mm-hmm. people were in actual risk from catching it from that particular gentleman. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, they had fear. Some of them yep. had fear in their lives, and they wanted to go home and just lock themselves down, which we totally get, and that's why we yeah. supported it. You know, uh, there's no risk to them, no harm to them for doing that. But uh, so there's that group of people that were that left out of fear. There's a group of people that, well, you know, the schools are shut down, so their children are, are at home. So there's a group of people that took that leave of absence, not because they were sick or afraid, but because they wanted to be at home with their children. And then, you know, there's uh, there's others that uh, we're screening people at the door. We have health screeners every day on all shifts, uh, uh, checking them, asking them questions before they ever enter the building. And so some of them we turn away and wow. uh, because they meet you know, some of the criteria. So and those those folks are sort of out on a mandatory, you know, quarantine. So uh, it's very complicated and convincing people. We we've talked. We've had a lot of uh, news spots, uh, articles out there. We've we've worked with our PR firm to help make sure that the narrative is uh, correct. You know, yeah. we're not we're not trying to spin anything in a twisted direction. We're, we believe in transparency and honesty. And so, uh, you know, we talk about our cleanliness, how often lines are cleaned and all that sort of thing. So, um, but we're seeing, you know, people that are going on back-to-back leaves of absence. Uh, mm. They're just not either comfortable with coming back or don't yeah. want to come back, you know. Yeah. So uh, so breaking that, that mindset. So you kind of talk about the psychology of this whole thing a little bit. Yeah. You know, people weren't taking it too seriously until you, boom, you get the one. Yep. And now all of a sudden it's, okay, this is very serious, we're staying away. And then how do you get everybody to come back yeah. and feel safe and confident? And uh, how do you reintroduce those people that were sick, yeah. you know, and now recovered? And sure, you got a doctor's note, but he shows back up at work. And what does everybody think? And how do they respond? Yeah. Those are human nature, uh, uh, emotional yeah. things that you can't control or, you know, no matter how well, you try to articulate, you know, yep. the situation. People are going to read it the way they want to read it, and that's just uh, we're just wired that way, I guess, as humans. Amen. So the Amen. best you can do is be transparent. Yep. Let me ask you, Paul. How are you holding up as a leader? The what effect has it had on you? I mean, your heart, and I'm not talking about your physical heart, your emotional heart, uh, the vision you have. I mean, just take a minute to express the, the toll that you take because you're a builder of people. You care about people. You like to do a great job. You know, God's honored you with some gifts and talents that you like to use to his glory. So what's the impact on you? What do you think? That's a good question because, uh, you know, there are some leaders that are just like Teflon. Nothing bothers them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, big deal. We'll get through this. Let's just keep working it. And then there's guys like me who I take it personally. And it hurts me, you know, when uh, I, I have to, I always sit back and think, what have I, what could I have done better, you know, in, in the communication and the cleanliness and the separation, you know, what, what could I have done better? And, and have I failed in any of these particular areas? And, and if I have, how do I, you know, uh, go back and make the best corrections possible? So it, it has worn on me uh, heavily uh, to, to try to deal with this, not only, you know, then there's the whole business aspect. This yeah. is a big debt. We have, we have customers out there. So we, we produce food. We have a duty. We have a duty to put food on the shelves yep. so that people have food on the streets to eat, you know? Yep. And, and this is one thing I tell my people is imagine what it would be like if we didn't have food on the shelves, if all of us just shut down for a month. Yep. And there's no food on the shelves. There would be riots in the streets. Yep. So we have a duty to help our nation smooth that curve because there are plants shutting down around the country uh, for, for ridiculous reasons. I've gotten pressures from uh, people on Facebook and, you know, other pseudo fake news reporters, that sort of thing, saying, yep. you should shut down. This is it's just ridiculous that you're still running. And uh, they just don't even think deep enough to understand that. Okay, well, if we all did that, you didn't have food on the shelves, then you'd be yelling at me for not making food. Yep. And we'd be having you know, people breaking in doors and windows. And so I, I feel all of that as well. So it's like the pressure of everything. It's, it's, very, it's a very different world today for me than it was a month and a half ago because the reality 
of the fragility of life, the reality of the fragility of our food supply chain is more apparent now than ever before. Well, and never mind the, the fragility of our supply chain for medical supplies. Oh, my god! I can't even Don't get, get me going on that. Yeah. Masks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I gosh. can't even get masks for people yeah. because China hasn't made them. So we don't make them here in America. It's just crazy. And I'm a manufacturing guy. And I'm just thinking, how in the world did we let that get away from us? You know? Well, no. And well, it's a, for another show. But, hey, Paul, we could talk off the road. I have someone made us some masks, and we got some, about a dozen masks. So let me know if you do need some masks. I got about 12 of them. I could ship you guys. So um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that off the radio. But, uh, uh, hey, Paul, I just I know you're busy, and I know you got people to take care of. I know you got uh, stuff to make and employees to take care of and bosses to take care of. And so I want to thank you so much for spending this time sharing uh, your insight with our listening audience. All right, my friend? Uh, You're welcome. My pleasure, Mr. Black. Thank you for everything you're doing. You're welcome. I am Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Oh, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include freedom1570.com, our free app, and radio.com. Here is your class valedictorian. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. Your child's education is an opportunity to instill a lifetime's worth of Christ-inspired principles to create that foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. For more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Columbia, South Carolina, May 28th through the 30th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Inflation's getting higher. Makes it hard on the buyer. Unemployment on the rise. Gasoline issues filled with lines. Rent being paid late. Please. Please, please, please. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio. Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am Mr. Black, and I really enjoyed talking with Paul. You know, I want to expand on this last segment a couple things that Paul had talked about. You know, 
uh, Paul was talking about controlling the narrative. And, you know, we talk about leadership and leadership qualities. And one of them is for a leader to, to control the narrative. Because, remember, fear is false evidence appearing real. But, man, um, uh, fear controls many people. And when Paul was talking about the fragility, I love that word, fragility of the food supply, fragility about the emotional content of people. You know, we got so much to work with and so much to work on. And that's why we've got to control the narrative. Not just in the organizations we control, we got to control the narrative of my family. Uh, I, I teach my kids all the time, my little boy, Benaya. I know that he's creating a narrative with what he's putting together, what he's viewing. And so I'm constantly feeding that narrative. You know, letting him know that uh, daddy never lies to him. Let him know that uh, uh, daddy only wants to make sure that he's taken care of, that sometimes daddy, uh, he gets in trouble or daddy disciplines him because he wants the best for him. It's controlling the narrative. So I, I say the same thing over and over. So my son, uh, when it becomes tough times or questionable times, he has that inner narrative that I've been planning. And, and that's really, really important to have that inner narrative, to control the narrative. And that's why we got to realize you got to be careful about what you listen to because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Remember Paul was talking about, uh, you know, as soon as one person got COVID-19, uh, a third of his workforce, 150 people, uh, chose to take options other than coming to work. And then one of his dilemmas is going to be this person who had COVID-19 who fully recovered. How do they reintroduce them back in? Because people are going to be afraid. See, nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. That's why I really get so upset about our media. And I tell you guys to turn off CNN, turn off MSNBC, even Fox News. I, I, I've not watched more than an hour of news over the last probably three weeks. Uh, and I'll, I'll go on every once in a while, do a little scanning on the print news, uh, and I'll listen to maybe an hour max a day. Uh, I even had a hard time watching The Five yesterday uh, for more than 15 minutes because just the, the negative, the narrative. See, there's an article I got. Uh, when did I get this from? Uh, from BBC. It said, How Liars Create the Illusion of Truth. Uh, Tom Stafford, he, he wrote a great book called The Rational Argument, how, how Rational Argument Can Change Minds. He says, repetition makes a fact seem more true regardless of whether it is or not. Understanding this effect can help you avoid falling for propaganda, said psychological Tom Stafford. He says, quote, repeat a lie often enough and it becomes the truth is a law of propaganda often attributed to the Nazi Joseph Goebbels. Among psychologists, something like this known as the illusion of truth. That's the actual terminology. It's called the illusion of truth effect. Here's how a typical experiment on the effect works. Participants rate how true trivia items are. Things like a prune is a dried plum. Sometimes these items are true, like that one. But sometimes participants see a parallel version which isn't true. Something like a date is a dried plum. After a break of minutes or even weeks, the participants do the procedure again but this time, some of the items they rate are new, and some they saw before in the first phase. The key finding is that people tend to rate items they've seen before as more likely to be true, regardless of whether they are true or not, and seemingly for the sole reason that they are more familiar. So here, captured in the lab, seems to be the source for the saying that if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes a truth. And if you look around yourself, you may start to think that everyone from advertisers to politicians are taking an example, uh, sorry, advantage of this foible of human psychology. And this is why we do this radio show. This is why we tell we're, we're pulling back the curtain because that's exactly what's going on. I mean, stunning. I see all these articles out there, you know, and what people believe, they act accordingly. You know, this Covington kid, Nick Sandman, says he's lived under constant threat for over a year. Remember Sandman? He was one of a group of Covington students from Park Hills, Kentucky, uh, attending the anti-abortion march for life in Washington. When Nathan Phillips, a Native American elder and activist, was attending the Indigenous People's March on the same day, videos documenting Sandman's encounter with Phillips went viral, including some clips that did not show the full incident. And for Nick Sandman, here's this, little, this kid, I think he's 17, he's going to be tarnished with the stigma forever. That he's some arrogant, racist kid. Because that's how CNN, that's how MSNBC depicted when he was at the Lincoln Center. Now, if you watch the whole thing, you realize that didn't happen at all. 
It didn't happen at all, but yet that's what people believe. I mean, you look at Judge Kavanaugh. He was accused of things that weren't true at all. At all. And yet people now believe he's this pornographic, this sexually addicted guy. This, I mean, the guy's been destroyed, and it has nothing to do with the truth. Matter of fact, in a study from this book by uh, Tom Stafford, he said recently a team led by uh, Lisa Fazio of Vanderbilt University set out to test how the illusion of truth affects, uh, affect, interacts with our prior knowledge. Would it affect our existing knowledge? They used pair true and untrue statements, but also split their teams according to how likely participants were to know, to know the truth. And their results do show that the illusion of truth effect worked just as strongly for known as for unknown items, suggesting that prior knowledge won't prevent repetition from swaying our judgments of plausibilities. That's sad. If repetition was the only thing that people listen to over and over and over and over, and we got to be careful of that because we got to be part of guarding against the illusion that just because someone says something over and over and over, it's true. You know, Joseph Goebbels, his quote says, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all its powers to repress dissent, for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. This is why I say you've got to be careful what you're watching. And now the media has just become another arm of the Democratic Party. It doesn't matter who you vote for. Just realize you're being played player. We've got to realize psychologically how we work, how we're being programmed. Goebbels also said the most brilliant propagandist techniques uh, will yield no success unless one fundamental, fundamental principle is born in mind constantly. It must confine itself to a few points and repeat them over and over. I mean, Adolf Hitler is boss said, make the lie big, make it simple, keep saying it, and eventually they will believe it. And you know what the lie is, right? That Trump is an idiot, that Trump doesn't believe in science, that Trump is a racist, Trump, and, and you just keep saying it over and over and over and over. Over. Matter of fact, liberal viewers on CNN complain that networks allowed Rick Santorum to compliment Trump on coronavirus. There's public outcry uh, on CNN's website. Why? Because Rick Santorum complimented Trump on how quickly he moved. We're at 21, 22,000. In a black flu year, 70,000 people die. 70,000. There's got to be more than 100,000 deaths or we're all in big trouble. Because the media is going to have to reclassify everybody that's ever died in the last four months and put it under Crota. Because if not, oh my gosh. And so I was reading this thing about Sturgill Simpson whoever he is, he's some country western singer, reveals positive coronavirus test, and he slams White House press briefings as pure speculation. Why? Because the country singer then set his sights on the daily White House press briefings. This is from an article. He said uh, that a nurse at the CDC told him this. So here's Center for Disease Control. A nurse there told him this quote. He's quoting her. I should also add that the CDC nurse I spoke to yesterday told me that it reacts differently in a case-by-case basis, and the White House briefings and the information they are providing is basically pure speculation causing fear, and that the only thing anybody knows is that we really don't know much yet. So here's a qualified nurse, a scientist, and what what does she say? That none of us know anything what's going on with this thing. And what is this critique of Trump? Is that he's working to make people feel better. And that he doesn't really know what he's talking about, but yet he's getting information from scientists who say they don't know anything about it. You know, Cuomo, you know, uh, Cuomo who's got the, uh, Chris Cuomo who's got the COVID-19 was chewed out by a biker because on Easter, even though he has the disease, he's outside playing with his family. But Cuomo will tell you how bad Trump is. Or how about Lori Lightfoot, the Chicago mayor who won't let anybody else get their hair cut, but because she's the public guy, she goes and gets her hair cut. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we got to control the narrative. we got to control what we're allowing in, and we got to control the narrative of our own heads because the only thing that fear has, the only power that fear has is the power that we give it. So don't give it the power. 
You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you be more hopeful about your future. We'll talk tomorrow. Is your child allowed to express their love for Jesus Christ in the classroom? Do you want the Christian values you are teaching at home to be instilled at school? At Avail Academy, formerly Calvin Christian School, we proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. We believe that God has made each of us uniquely great, not for our glory, but for His. Alongside the family and the church, Avail Academy fulfills a unique role by instructing and nurturing students from kindergarten through 12th grade to use the gifts of God for the cause of Christ. We believe in teaching our students to live a life of purpose now, not just after graduation. We are experts at integrating faith and learning. To learn more about Avail Academy or to schedule a tour, visit our website at availacademy.org. That is availacademy.org. Come see how we can partner with you to raise up your children.